What's going on guys? This is Josh. Welcome to Trek Explained. I apologize for the recent lack of activity. I was in the middle of a move. But that is done, and I now have an actual dedicated recording room, so hopefully everything sounds good. So for today's episode, we'll be talking about an episode of Enterprise called Unexpected. This is the one where Trip gets knocked up. It's the fourth episode of the first season. Without further ado, let me Trek Explain something to you. It starts off with Captain Archer going weightless in the shower. Well, that's awkward. He calls the bridge and Lieutenant Reed answers and says the gravity plating should be fixed any minute now. Archer chuckles a bit and then falls on his ass in the shower. He thanks the bridge and we fade to the opening credits. Unexpected opens up again at breakfast in the mess hall. T'Pol and Phlox are talking about cuisines. Human food grosses out T'Pol. She asks for carbonated water from the food synthesizer but gets some sort of molasses instead. In engineering, Trip talks with his crew about all these odd glitches that keep happening. Archer comes in to check. Trip thinks he can figure it out, but Archer asks if they should drop out of warp. A minor fire occurs, and Archer puts it out. He glares at Trip, and Trip calls to the bridge to have them drop out of warp. On the bridge, Mayweather answers the call, and T'Pol seems to have identified the problem. They decide to ignite the plasma exhaust. They fire, and are able to find a ship in the explosion. It's cloaked, but there. Enterprise hails them with audio only. They answer in an alien language. The translator eventually catches on, and they clear up the misunderstanding. The alien ship decloaks. Trip is going to go over to the other ship, but there is an issue with compression. The aliens are at a different PSI than Enterprise, so it takes three hours to acclimate anyone to the new pressures. T'Pol mentions that their food may not taste what Trip is accustomed to. Try to be diplomatic about it, though. Jeez, Trip. Archer also says to mind his manners. Obviously, this is something they need to say to Trip. Mayweather flies Trip over to the alien ship, and they begin the decompression process. Trip is thinking of it like a blind date, since they haven't seen what the aliens look like yet. Trip gets into the airlock chamber, and Mayweather flies back to Enterprise. Trip finds himself in the decompression chamber, and it's filling up with a gas. Trip has a minor freakout, but the aliens say to breathe normally. An hour later, Trip calls Archer. I guess he freaks out easily. Archer feeds his dog Porthos while Trip starts getting tested in the chamber as to whether he's ready to come fully aboard. Seems like he passes, and the door opens up. Trip is delirious when he steps aboard. He talks to the aliens, but they are telling him he should rest. Trip don't listen, though, and insists on going to the engine room. He tries to fix it with the alien engineer, Alen, but he's having trouble focusing. Trip calls Enterprise again, and Archer orders him to take a nap. Alen takes Trip to a little sleeping pod, and when he wakes up, he's feeling a lot better. Trip notices that there is stuff growing on the walls, and Alen says it's their food. She offers him some, but he passes. She feeds him these little things that look like ice cubes. She gently shocks him on the lips with her fingertips. Doesn't hurt, but it is interesting. A few moments later, he's back in their engine room and helping to fix it. He's communicating with the bridge about the repairs, but keeps going on about other things, like how they have grass on the ground. The coil needs to regenerate, so Alan takes him to a rainbow room. It's a holographic chamber, similar to the holodecks from TNG. She shows him an alien landscape, and he's fascinated by it all. She changes programs to a boat on a lake. He almost falls off the boat. Then they do some lightweight flirting with each other. Talk about each other's physiology. She does some petting with her electric fingers. Then she breaks out a game. 
they touch these crystals in a bowl and are able to sense each other's feelings and thoughts. Bow chicka bow wow. I guess that's how these aliens get busy. She thinks he's attractive. The engine room calls all in and they break off from their game. She deactivates the holodeck and they finish the job. Mayweather comes to pick up Trip after the recompression and they talk about the game, the holodeck, and all that other stuff. They mention the name of the species as the Zyrillians. Archer and the Zyrillians talk about the whole process and they thank the Enterprise crew. They move on and the Enterprise gets back underway. Later on in the mess, Reed approaches Trip as he's eating. They talk about the holodeck and how Trip made friends with Alen. Trip starts getting a bump on his wrist and Reed suggests getting Flox to take a look. Flox determines that Trip is pregnant. What? The bump is a nipple. I should have censored that, huh? After more analysis, Flox talks to Archer and T'Pol about it. But it's not really Trip's child. Only the mother's genetic material is used for Zyrillians. T'Pol scolds Trip about having been there only three days and having messed up. He talks about the holographic chamber. And then the crystals. Ah, that's how he got knocked up. Those psychic crystals. Jerks. Archer determines that they need to find the Zyrillians again. Trip can return to his duties, but to take it easy. In engineering, Trip talks about how the little lift elevator isn't childproof. Uh, why would kids be in engineering? Trip says never mind. Trip comes to breakfast with Archer in the mess hall. Trip is suspicious of people knowing, but it seems like it's just paranoia. Trip thinks T'Pol is spreading the rumors of him being pregnant. Trip shows them another nipple on his wrist. Archer suggests Trip should prepare to actually raise the baby in case they can't find the Zyrillians. He can't do that and be an engineer, not be a working mother. As Phlox talks about putting those nipples to work, a crewman enters with food and looks awkwardly at them before running out of the room. But on the bright side, this is the first interspecies pregnancy with a human. The Enterprise finally tracks down the Zyrillians but they seem to be tailgating with a Klingon battlecruiser. The Zyrillians are nursing off the Klingons like they did with the Enterprise before. The Enterprise hails the Klingons, but the Klingons charge weapons and fire. Eventually, they answer the hails, but demand what gives them the right to approach a Klingon warship. They talk about malfunctions and such. The same things happen to Enterprise. They say there is a vessel, and the Klingons are able to capture it in a tractor beam. They are going to execute everyone except the captain, but Archer is able to talk them out of it. So Paul steps forward and says Archer has helped the Klingon Empire before. They are in debt to Captain Archer, so shut the fuck up and do what we say. Trip steps forward and talks about the technology aboard the ship. They reveal that Trip is pregnant and the Klingons are quite amused by it. Aboard the Zyrillian ship, Trip talks to the captain and negotiates the exchange of technology for their lives. Trip talks to Alain about the pregnancy. She is able to remove it and put it into another host. The Klingons say, I can see my house from here, in a holographic simulation. The Enterprise talks to the Klingons one more time. The debt is repaid. Do not cross our paths again. Trip, T'Pol, and Archer are eating dinner and talk about the Zyrillians and the Klingons. T'Pol exaggerated about Archer's influence on the Klingons but it's okay, because Klingons are used to it. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for watching Trek Explained, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like and subscribe if you did. 
See you next time.